Standing up in McKinney, this is According to Callus, episode 447, June the 30th, the last day of Perversion Month. Yes, we've made it through without falling off the cliff or God smiting our country. I'm grateful for that. Now that we've moved on out of the fraudulent, perverted celebration, (laughs) they want to mock us by making the whole summer about pride, which the Bible teaches cometh before the fall. Indeed, if June is before the fall, that would be an accurate statement. We are entering into July, potentially the hottest month of the year, but August likes to say a little something about that too. July means that we move on to Independence Day. Now, arguably, historically, Independence Day ought to be on July the 2nd, but for whatever reason, we celebrate it on July the 4th. And sadly, people have resorted to referring to it as the 4th of July or Happy 4th because apparently it is too difficult to say Independence. That being said... I am not going to get too terribly upset, but I will gently, carefully, and quietly correct people. It is indeed Independence Day, and while there are certain segments of our society that perhaps maybe have legitimate complaints, disappointments in the historical narrative, the end of the day, uh, from about 1976 to 1996, we were a pretty darn near free nation. We were not involved in any long wars, and we did all right. Didn't matter who our president was, we were doing okay. Now, some of you might point out that, oh, it was terrible from 76 to 81. Well, you know what, maybe, but relatively speaking, I think there's a whole lot of people that would prefer the late 70s to our current time period. Just saying. And as a Gen Xer, I did live through it. However, I don't remember a whole heck of a lot except for a Jimmy Cotta and Ronald Reagan beating them thoroughly in that 1980 election. Now, why do I bring this up? Why do I do this? It is not even technically July yet. There's no need to have the celebration. Well, maybe. I don't know what Independence Week is going to bring along. I, I You know, I struggled to get out my episodes this week, and I have no guarantees for what's going to happen next week. So I felt it was best to invest a little discussion on Independence Day and the value that should be found in all Americans and why it's worthy of your celebration. So putting aside the Juneteenth, which uh, Brian McClanahan has done an excellent job in the last couple of weeks, just describing all the problems and the crazy motivations behind making Juneteenth a national holiday. Now, I'll tell you, when I moved to Texas, I was kind of surprised that Juneteenth was like a quasi-holiday and then became a real holiday. And I never really understood it until somebody took the time to explain it. And I can see why that would be kind of cool as a Southern or a Texas traditional holiday, much like Patriot Day is up in the Northeast. Um, I think we were all better off when it was that. I mean... Anything beyond that really comes across as a virtue signal, you know, but okay, fine. If that's what you want to do, I'm not going to begrudge you that, but we need to keep this all in proper 
alignment here, right? There can be no Juneteenth without Independence Day. There can be no Independence Day without a number of people that said enough. We are not going to continue to put up with the abuses from the Crown and the Parliament who don't care enough to listen to what we have to say. Now, strange as that might sound in today's day and age, we're suffering and putting up with a whole lot worse than those colonists ever put up with, yet we tolerate it. One might ask why that is, and that is a fair and good question, because I'm not sure. I don't, I don't see any legitimate, logical reason why, aside from the fact that enough people are comfortable enough that they'll continue to tolerate the boot on their neck, the boot on their head, because they have a nice soft chair to sit in. Because they have that great big color television in front of them. Because they can listen to whatever they want, whenever they want, on a pair of uh, phones in their ears. I don't really know. It doesn't make sense to me. It, it seems like we traded in one form of slavery for another. But here we are. So, Brian McClanahan, Tom Woods, and... Chris Ann Hall have all talked about the abuses and overreaches of the general government, the federal government, and to where the states ought to reassert themselves. The states have authority. The states ought to actually stand up and do their job. That, that's the concept of federalism, right? And, and I'm a strong fan of that, and I think those guys do a much better job of explaining it and arguing for it, and quite frankly, they have the... Uh, study power that maybe I don't have, right? The piece of paper on the wall. But I will say, I'll give you my own little twist on this. If you're not willing to stand up for yourself, how are you going to stand up for others? If if your city or your county isn't willing to stand up for its people, how's it going to stand up for others? If your state, which is supposed to be the highest power in this country, isn't willing to protect its own people, why would we expect that the feds would? Why would we expect the people that, quite frankly, bleed us dry would give one rip about what we want and what we think? There should be no surprise. That has never been the case. They're, they have no vested interest in uh, staying out of our way and letting us be successful. They see us as cattle or sheep to be penned, sheared, milked. And finally eaten. And we tolerate it. And we tolerate it because we have a pretty cushy life. But it doesn't need to be that way. If just one state would utilize federalism, it would step up and do something. They would hold true to the idea that we are still independent and free people. If they would reaffirm the principles that the founding fathers put forth. Now, yes, I know. They weren't perfect men. Nobody said they were. They're still great men. They still did great things. They still gave us and set up the beginnings of what was a great country. There's no reason why that has to disappear. There's no reason why it has to go on the scrap heap of history, notwithstanding what our billionaires and uh, puppet masters seem to think we're going to do. We have options. So in the remaining few minutes of the last episode of the week, which was normally supposed to be upbeat and fun, right? It is Friday. We we should be excited. We should relate to the idea of, hey, it's Independence Day. And you'll note I even skipped my promo this mo- at the beginning here. 
I'm sure I'll catch it at the end. The idea is we need to celebrate what was done. And it really hasn't been done successfully before in history, but it has been repeated or repeated a number of times since then. There have been new countries created since our inception. There have been, let's call them separations, freedoms from bigger and larger despots. There have been moves forward on the grand scale of liberty. And yet, as we watch the twilight of liberty in our own nation, as we watch the unfurling of the great empire that was the United States, perhaps is there a way forward? Perhaps through embracing federalism, might we find a way or an option forward? Are there not answers there? I would suggest to you that yes, there are. I would suggest to you that one of them has been staring in our face for quite some time. In fact, I've devoted a whole lot of episodes on Tuesdays to that answer. But there's another facet of this. There's something that is completely separate and something that is perceived as icky, right? The, the whole idea of nationalism, it, it, it raises the hairs up on the back of your neck. It causes concern. And in some cases, rightfully so. I mean, if you equate nationalism with the Nazis, if you equate nationalism with what the Chinese did, if you equate nationalism with what the Japanese did, if you equate nationalism with what any number of other countries have done over time, where they basically, well, let's let's be honest. Serbia did it. Croatia did it to a lesser extent. Bosnia-Herzegovina did it. Albania's doing it, right? They're ethnically cleansing their own people in the claim of nationalism. We don't want your people here because you don't align with what we are. The Germans successfully took over a part of Czechoslovakia called the Sudetenland because they said, well, those people are mostly German anyway. They need to be part of us. They seized Danzig, which was in Poland, because it was stolen from Germany in the first place and given to Poland with very little fight because, well, it was mostly German people there anyway. I'm not suggesting that this is a positive way forward by separating people out by what nationality or what tribe they belong to. I mean, you can just look at Africa and look at how that's played out. You can look at parts of South Asia and look how that's played out, notwithstanding the bloody long history of Europe that we most of us are familiar of. It is a mess when you do that, but it's also history. It's also what happens. It's also, some would say, normative. People long to be around people that are like them. They just do. If I were a Congolese and I had my choice of being around Congolese or Swedish people, probably want to hang around Congolese. Likewise, if... Um, I'm from the island of Taiwan. I probably am not uber enthusiastic about a bunch of people from India coming over and vice versa for that matter. I mean, I'm fairly certain that, uh, what is it? Singapore, right? That's a melting pot of some sort, right? The Chinese, the Malaysian, the uh, Indian, and there's one other large culture group there, but they largely keep to themselves. And they battle for control and notwithstanding their success, you know, they, they put along their grievances so that they can all be successful. I mean, it is plausible, it is possible, 
but it's kind of a, an outlier. It's not the normative experience. I'm not justifying it. I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just what it is. We can pretend otherwise, but when we think about these United States, when you think about the country that was created, it's predominantly by a bunch of English or British people that showed up. Now, later on, they imported a whole lot of Irish and Germans, and then Dutch were here, and then, of course, they all decided that they were going to take a bunch of Africans over here, and, you know, it's really hard to specify what part of that continent they come from because they purposely didn't keep records of where they came from in that continent, and while they were collected by other people from that continent, they took them from all over the place and all of their tribes, and they purposely did that to enrich themselves. And they were took here, uh, not all of them, but the vast majority, not of their own choice. And if you talk to some of the ones that have been successful and are honest, they'll tell you, yeah, America's not perfect, but I like it a whole better here than what it would be in the continent of Africa. Yeah, I mean, you don't see a a great exodus of well-off black guys wanting to go to Africa. They just don't. Because no matter how bad you want to paint America as being, it's pretty darn good when compared to most of Africa. And yeah, maybe maybe that's my Eurocentric culture speaking privilege, whatever. People like running water. They like air conditioning. They like roads that are drivable. They like nice schools. They like big screen TVs. I mean, I can't blame them for that, do you? So, yeah, those are things worthy of celebration, the high culture that we have in these United States, but it won't last forever. How do do we preserve that? How does that work? Well, we've done the best job we can of taking out all the things that made it work. We've destroyed the organic existing religion. Christianity, if you will. We've supplanted it with some amalgam of a nationalized civic cultural religion that basically teaches people to worship government and the government leaders. You doubt me? You think I'm wrong? Have you not been paying attention for the month of June? Have you not observed what's going on? You must comply for the last three years as they indicate that you must follow the consensus and you must follow the science and the science is me and I know what's best even though I was wrong six months ago and I'm going to change my mind six months from now. Have you not been paying attention? It's the destruction of the country. It's it's the destruction of these United States, but there is a way forward. Now, not every state has the same background that Texas does. Not every state or location has a similar cultural affinity. So maybe Texas doesn't work for your state, your location. But at one point, there was an underlying Christian culture, right? There was an underlying belief in the Almighty God. And it might have displayed itself differently in different denominations or different faith traditions, but they all understood that Jesus Christ is Lord and we do things that don't offend him because he's our creator God. 
But then there's the boogeyman, right? You you throw the nationalism after that because, oh, I'm a Christian. I think people ought to be Christians. I think it's a good thing, and we be, ought to base our government or the way we do things on that. And I want to support the nation. Oh, you're a Christian nationalism. Oh, that's evil. Yeah, okay, fine. There's a lot of people afraid of that. I think that's misplaced fear when you look at what's going on in the world around us. That might be a lesser evil in even the pagans' eyes. But as a Christian, we ought to embrace it. We either believe Christianity or we don't. We either think that God has ordained an order or he hasn't. We either believe that we were gifted this great country or we weren't. But if we're not going to fight for it, if we're not going to do anything with it, then we might as well just roll over and play dead and hand it over to the pagans. I see myself as a Texian. I am a Christian. So I jokingly have told people early on, well, I'm not a Christian nationalist. I'm a Christian Texian. But I, but I, and I've referenced this before on my show, and I, and I think it bears repeating on Independence Day, on Independence Day um, episode that's coming out the last day of June, as a Christian Texian, I don't fear any other method of worship. I don't fear any other God. I'm confident that mine wins. I'm not going to celebrate with you. I'm not going to pretend with you. I'm not going to endorse your perverted behavior or your delusions. I'm not going to hate you. I'm going to love you. And the way I'm going to love you is I'm going to carefully and kindly tell you that you're wrong. That that's sinful behavior. That you're going to have to face the truth sooner or later. I'm going to have care and concern for your life, for your family. I'm going to protect your right to be wrong. I'm going to encourage you to see the light of the path forward. I'm going to, I'm going to encourage you to come to know Jesus as your salvation, but in no way, shape, or form am I going to punish you for your bad behavior. In no way, shape, or form am I going to stone you or hate you to the point that you can't function. Now, I'm going to invite you to leave. I'm going to tell you that if you feel uncomfortable, California's t- nicest time of year. I'm going to encourage you that you might be happier with your lifestyle in Massachusetts than you will be here. But it won't be out of hate. It'll be, we love you. We believe in God here. This is the way we choose to live our lives. If that bothers you, you will be perhaps a lot more comfortable in Illinois. I'm not going to change. I'm not going to allow the rest of my brethren to change. I'm not going to allow us to ignore our God. We're not going to, we're not going to put up asterisk poles to celebrate your false God, to placate you. No, we're going to simply say, uh, yeah, we're going to do it this way in Texas. If you would like to do something different, feel free to go to Washington. Feel free to celebrate in Oregon. We don't do that here. No hate. With great joy, I'll be happy to direct you to. In fact, if you come down to it, perhaps we'll take up a collection and we'll move you there. We want you to enjoy yourself and, and celebrate your pagan perversion somewhere else, but we're not going to do that here. How is that bad? How is that terrible? I mean, Washington State has made a point of making everybody else feel uncomfortable that is there. They've made it clear that they want to be a pagan paradise. Okay, fine. Washington State, become the pagan paradise. We'll send you all of our pagans. Everybody's happy. 
right? This goes back to the idea of federalism. There's no reason why somebody in Texas should care what Washington, the state of Washington does. We don't care. You want to run yourselves into the ground and you face fire and brimstone, that's fine. But here in Texas, we don't play by that rules. We in Texas, we respect our creator God. We in, here in Texas, we lead you down the right path. Now you're free to leave. You're free to go do something else. But we're not going to make you feel comfortable here. We're not going to play along with your delusions. We're just not. There's no hate. There's no fear. Why would I fear any of that? I'm quite comfortable with who I am, what I am, and where I'm going. There's no fear. There's no hate. There's only joy. And the joy is we're going to do things the right way. And you can feel free to go over there and do your own thing. But you're not going to take my kids. You're not going to ruin my kids. You're not going to pervert my kids. And you're not going to program my kids. Or at this point in my life, my grandkids. So with that, let me remind you that as a Christian Texian, you're free to talk to me all you want. I'm open to hear your discussion. And I will gladly embrace you if you can play by the rules that we're going to establish in Texas. It's going to happen. It's inevitable. <laughs> you, you, can, you can bring in as many people as you want. We're going to bring them to the faith. And we're going to go forward. Why not? Embrace it. I mean, you you can sow the seeds of destruction and it's going to be turned on its head. The God of this world shall not prevail. Hmm. The kings of this world will not prevail. Just like we upended King George, the next king loses too. And if this isn't quite what you had in mind for for Independence Day in my discussion. Well, you know, this kind of went off a little tangent from where I thought too. But it's okay. This next week, there's going to be fireworks. There's going to be ice cream. There's going to be hot dogs. There's going to be hamburgers. There's going to be celebrations all across the land. People are going to revel in the idea that we kicked the British out. And not to be outdone, here in Texas, we kicked the tyrant from Mexico out. Sadly, we decided to fight amongst ourselves, divide our country, and destroy half of it for no great avail. Uh, And they pretend all they did was rescue some other people, but has been proven categorically that is not true. We've redefined the terms of slavery, and here we are now in the late great these united states pretending pretending that we're the freest, most prosperous country in the world, when in fact... While we're still prosperous, we're definitely not the freest. While we're still better than most, it doesn't mean that we should allow the tyranny to expand. But we do every day. We've given you plenty of opportunities. When I say we, those of us that think like me, that value liberty, that want what's best for people in general, we have encouraged you. We've educated you. We've prodded you. We're just going to move forward. We're going to trust that God's going to provide. And honestly, he wins in the end. So I'm not going to lose any sleep. I'm not going anywhere until he calls me home. And I'm going to continue to do what I feel led to do. Proclaim his name. Proclaim liberty. And stand. And continue to stand. And I'll speak truth to power every opportunity that I'm given.
And with that, enjoy your Independence Week, and I hope to join you at least three times that week. And until then, I will see you on the other side.